Hello and welcome to the Be Inspired to Be podcast. My name is Belinda O'Neill and I am your host. This series of podcasts is titled Inspiring Stories and I have been very fortunate to be joined by really inspirational people. I do hope that you take away as much inspiration from their stories as I have through interviewing them. I'm absolutely delighted that Sido Craigavon Industrial Development Organisation are sponsoring Series 2 of the Be Inspired to Be Inspiring Stories podcast. Sido was established in 1985 with a core mission to create wealth, entrepreneurship and employment in the Craigavon area by assisting the formation of new businesses and the development and support of existing small businesses. Please do contact Sido for all business support inquiries Their website is www.sido.co.uk. Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Be Inspired to Be Inspiring Stories podcast. Um, Today I'm absolutely thrilled to be joined by Cara Dallet. And Cara was appointed CEO of Craigavon Industrial Development Organisation, it's also known as Sido, in 2016. She is responsible for four centres in the Craigavon area, which includes leading on local and European business programmes, business development, marketing and strategic development. She is also extremely talented in the creative sector and is releasing her debut album very soon. I am so excited to hear Cara's inspiring story. Good morning, Cara. Tell me about the journey which has led you to becoming the CEO of Sido. Good morning, Belinda, and thank you very much for having me here. I'm very excited um, in this uh, very professional environment you have. <laughs> it's lovely, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. Um, yes, Sido, um, it's been a sort of 20-year journey, I suppose, um, to end up being chief executive, which I never thought I would. <laughs> it's fabulous. But um, I suppose at school, I was very shy, very, very shy. So when a teacher would ask me a question, I would just like clam up not be able to expand on any answers and I was just like terrified the whole time so when it came to A levels and thinking about what I wanted to go and do at university um, it was very much in my mind that I wanted to combat that that nervousness and um, so I decided to do a communications degree of all things but what it did it was brilliant for me because every week you were forced to uh, present you know um, to all different types of audiences and it really just focused me to get over you know put the nerves to the back of your mind and and they would have said to me you know you don't look nervous at all but inside I was terrified so did that and uh, came back and worked and I got a job I was going to stay on and do some postgrad stuff but um, I got a job in a theatre doing marketing and things like that, box office. And I thought, well, you know, it's hard to get a job. So I took it and I was I stayed for five years because I really loved it. Oh. And, you know, the whole performance side of things and production and just, you know, helping to run the theatre, it was great. And uh, there for five years. And then I became marketing manager for um, 
a hardwood conservatory, high-end conservatory company, um, which traded globally. So it would be fantastic because I would get to spend a lot of time in London, you know, at the Chelsea Flower Show three weeks before it started. And then, you know, the week there and Hampton Court Palace Flower Show and all these different trade events and traveling around and selling um, conservatories all over the world, which was fantastic. And then um, the economic downturn actually hit in 2007, 2008. Yep. And uh, uh, marketing is always the first to go in those kind of situations. So they made me redundant, which was unfortunate. So I thought, I can't be unemployed. I went to the um, local recruitment agency and I know the girl and I says, look, just get me anything, anything. So I took an admin job in Acorn Business Centre in Balamuni. And within two weeks, I was business development manager. And I was, you know, delivering the Go For It program, business start program, and I'd never just thrown in at the deep end, you know, deliver this. Didn't know much about it at all. Exploring enterprise program, writing business plans, all of that. So I learned by doing. And I really, really loved it. And I never thought I would end up in the business support sector, coming from marketing and communications. Um, But I just really enjoyed it and loved helping the businesses and driving through the town and seeing new businesses that you've helped start up and wonderful feeling great yeah so um then i uh got the job as manager of the go for it program in northern ireland for enterprise northern ireland and at the same time then managed the startup loans product helped them manage that um and that was lovely you got to go to london you know regularly and spend time there but you got to come home again (laughs) which was good (laughs) and i'm a country girl at heart and um did that for three years, I think, and then the job uh, at, as chief executive of Sido came up and I thought, oh my goodness, I'm not capable of this. But lo and behold, three interviews later, I got it and I've been there six years and really, really enjoying it. Although it's very far from where I live, so it's yeah. like 72 miles away. So um, it's a long journey, but you know, it's um, I've got a fantastic team there. And uh, we have, you know, come a long way in the six years and we've got great plans for developing, you know, um, more infrastructure, more workspace, um, because there's a real shortage of it across Northern Ireland at the minute. So that's exciting. Fabulous, fabulous journey. Um, And I've no doubt that that will inspire listeners um, and it certainly is inspiring me too, Cara. So, um. And you know you, you've you've spoke about uh, about Sido and, and the work that it does and it's it's absolutely fantastic work, um, but you lead on many objectives for the organisation. Um, what are the main concerns for businesses out there right now that you're seeing? Well, I think the most obvious one, and you know, I'm not going to tell anyone anything new, is the cost of living crisis. Yeah. And um, you know, it's just businesses are really really worried about sustaining. Um, But, you know, what is a miracle to me is like throughout the pandemic, um, we didn't lose any businesses. Um, And I mean, that was a combination of working with them to, you know, give them some support or rent free periods and, you know, that kind of thing, which really helped. And our waiting list has never diminished. You know, throughout the pandemic, there's still a steady waiting list for uh, property, you know, workspace. So that's really encouraging. It is. Um, and it's great to see that peop- that businesses are trying to pivot and adapt and grow in a different way that they maybe didn't expect. 
Um, so sustainability is is obviously of major concern um, and cash flow that way. Also, you know, Brexit has brought about a lot of um, a lot of issues in terms of you know sh- uh, shipping costs have like nearly quadrupled and okay. You know, Finding suppliers and finding alternative suppliers and um, and then just generally the cost of everything going up at the same time and wages not going up to sustain that you know which is just obvious so um, very very difficult and it would be just great of some kind of government intervention and support um, to assist with that uh, for businesses in particular you know okay so those seem to be you know the general um, the general general issues there's loads and loads of support out there for okay. businesses but it's very difficult to find out where to go yes um so you know i would advise any business to go to their local enterprise agency um they can kind of act like a gp for you in a sense okay to say well you're in need of this particular type of support i know such and such in this organization um or you can get finance from these different funding sources that kind of thing yeah and um they'll be able to direct you so um yeah there's there's so much information out there and support it really is good in northern ireland to start up and yeah. run a business yeah no and i totally agree and i think you're right it's about maybe just taking that leap of faith and being proactive and 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 contacting yeah. uh, the local enterprise agency um because as you say there's plenty of support available so reach out and yeah. have the chat uh, i love your analogy about the gp um a gp for business it's fantastic I, I like that um but outside of the day job um you are a songwriter and singer oh no so tell us all about that Cara <laughs> I'm so shy and I'm so nervous <laughs> about it and it's been 10 years since I released any music um I think being a mum of two and being a, a chief executive got in the way <laughs> of any <laughs> spare time to be creative but Thankfully, I've got back into the habit. And Fab. so last summer, <laughs> I recorded my album um, with uh, producer Michael Mormeka at Tree Song Studios in Hillsborough. Fantastic experience. And Mike is a wizard when it comes to music. He's so talented. Um, and he played on the album, as did my dad, which was a lovely experience. Oh. Um, he's a great lead guitar player. And um, so he adds a lot to to the songs um did it last summer and it's taken me nearly a whole year <laughs> to build up the courage to actually start promoting it um but the first single is due out this friday <gasps> <laughs> it sounds like i'm here plugging this one really, really um and uh it's called parole and uh there'll be a couple more singles uh, over the next few months and then the album will hopefully come out september october time but i just it's my fun thing to do and I just love writing and that cathartic kind of thing of you know sort of taking time to yourself and and getting all those emotions out and being creative and you go into like a flow state which I love which you can do you know in anything that you love doing any anything you're passionate about but music and songwriting would be my thing and you just are in a totally different place and you get away from all your the daily grind so um loving that um but scared to death of playing live (laughs) 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 and my work my biggest fear is singing in public but i'm gonna have to yes the next thing i'm gonna have to build up the courage do a lot of practicing (laughs) yeah and just bite the bullet and do it and do it yeah Mm. and i think you know when you talk about your about your journey and 
you know, having that inner fear. Um, but you have overcome so much already. So I have no doubt that you will um, overcome that fear of singing live and it'll go down a treat, I'm sure, for all people who come and see you. Thank you. Um, in relation to the music then, who or what inspires your music? Well, obviously I've come from a musical background with my dad being in music. So I grew up with a fantastic <laughs> exposure to really rare and old and fantastic music. So I got a bit snobby about music because <laughs> it was all good. And anything I heard in the charts, I was like, oh, that's terrible. Um, so yeah, no, I had a real good basis for that. And I love, you know, female singer-songwriters especially. Um, Emmy Lou Harris, for instance, you know, beautiful harmonies and, you know, um, just Americana-type music, sort of folk alternative independent lo-fi kind of music but as long as you know it feels authentic and it's coming from the heart and you can tell very easily through the lyrics if it's um authentic and that they've actually experienced this so i love that storytelling in music and songwriting is fantastic um so yeah i mean you know so many people inspire me um musically you know from Bob Dylan right through to like more modern um, bands and things. Love the Strokes, love, you know, just a whole wide range uh, of different styles. Fab, fab. Can't wait. Can't wait to hear (laughs) it. Um, And you have a vast array of talents and experience, Cara, you know, throughout your journey. But what piece of advice would you now give to your younger self? Well, when I talk about being nervous and shy and all of those things, and I don't know why um, I was an only child and maybe, you know, <laughs> that was, had something to do with it. But um, I think is just being confident and feeling that you are worthy of doing something. Don't let the lack of confidence hold you back. Because I did, you know, it prevented me from doing a lot of things that I did maybe want to do and took me longer to get there so as it's important not to be overconfident obviously but just to sort of think you know I'm just as good as anyone and I can do this and I'll just do it do what you enjoy and um, put yourself out there and it's a real brave thing to do um, because you're you're standing on a pedestal waiting to be criticized basically but it is um, what you can you can't you'll never know what you can achieve unless, you know, you go out there and do it. So um, it's very important to have just enough confidence. Yeah, and it's hard to sometimes have, you know, to dig deep and have that inner confidence. And would there be anything particularly that you would do to, um, you know, develop that it within you? Well, yeah, I mean, I would have, I really wished for in terms of the music, for instance, that I had continued I used to play in bands years ago and you know I got I wish I'd kept that up okay you know and I think that um and again it's just doing something that you love and making and having the confidence to keep doing it and developing it and being in the public eye as such and not you know just keeping it to your bedroom (laughs) yeah um so yeah absolutely just um do what you love to do and go out there and do it and don't care what anyone else thinks. Yeah, and I'm a big believer the right people will will find you and be drawn to you, you know. So, yeah, I think um, it's it's really important not to let, um, I suppose, the perceived judgment yeah. hold you back yeah. um, because definitely the right people will, 
will find you uh, in due course. And, you know, you've lots happening um, with the music uh, starting. Uh, um, I actually can't believe it's coming out this week. That's just perfect timing. Um, and the album then in a few months' time. Yeah. So overall, I suppose, what what's your hopes for the music? How You know, what's what's your hopes and dreams? Where would you like it all to, to end up? Well, I don't have huge ambitions for it. <laughs> you <laughs> should you have. Imagine. I know, I know, I absolutely should. Um, I would just, you know, I'd love to get some radio play um, and it was great I did the last time I put some music out, but 10 years has stopped, <laughs> so I'm sure they've forgotten about me. Um, get some radio play and some good reviews and just, just for that slight bit of validation. I mean, I don't need, you know, you don't need that, but it's just nice to know that somebody <laughs> likes it. Yes. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's nice. I did it particularly for my kids so that, you know, they'd have something to listen back to. And, you know, I want to keep doing it. Maybe do an album every two years or something like that. But it's great for them because I really appreciate all the footage and audio of my dad. And, you know, thankfully still here. But, Love you it. know, um, in future times, it'll be just lovely to have that as a record. And um, so I just want to do it for them, really. Um, but, yeah, anything that happens uh, outside of that is a bonus. Yeah. Just, you like to do it, write it and record, love writing and love recording and anything else after that is just, yeah, whatever oh. happens. And such a legacy for your kids. Yeah, do you it's know? nice to have. Yeah. And I suppose, you know, when you reflect back on your life, um, I know you've alluded there, you're an only child. Um, who has been your biggest inspiration when you reflect over your journey to date? That's a difficult one. Um of course, you know, from an early age, um, it's most likely going to be, you know, your parents who were always very supportive of me and, you know, always said, you know, you can do whatever you want to do if you put your mind to it. And my dad would have encouraged my music and my mum did too, you know, paying for piano lessons and, you know, I played oboe for 12 years at school and, you know, making sure I went to my lessons and all the rest of it. And um, just leaving instruments around the house and then I would have picked them up at a very early age and started to play all different instruments. So that was really, really inspirational to me. And they've encouraged me, and you know, with my dad playing on my album and everything, it's been lovely. Um, and then I suppose, you know, um, as you get older, there's been certain individuals um, that you come across, or I think are meant to be, you know, that really help you along your way. So, you know, with, I'm not going to name any names, but there's particular people that, you know, you become associated with and they just give you, you know, a real boost or they put you in the direction that you need to go in and you just have to let it all happen, I think, you know, um, and uh, sort of work with the universe <laughs> yeah. to, to, to let whatever's meant to be happen and not worry too much about it. But, yeah, you do have to have a focus. Um, but if you have a focus and you're driven enough to do it, all the things will fall into place if it's meant to happen, I think, you know. So, um, yes, particular individuals, you know, teachers at school. Um, my English teacher was fantastic. He's still there teaching my son um, <gasps> now, which is lovely. Oh, yeah, yeah lovely. Um, was really encouraging to me, a fabulous teacher. And uh, then, you know, as you go through university, certain... Um, people that you meet I do the uh, film and TV extras thing as well for fun I love Fab. it I, uh, it's my hobby and in my spare time I'll take a few days off work or I'll say I'll say yeah I'll do that no problem and I the people that you meet are 
the nicest people, the other extras, the crew members, they're all like-minded people, all very creative, funny, you know. So I go there and turn the phone off and totally escape and this unique experience of being in whatever production or film that it is. And I l always look back on those days and think, thank goodness I did that. It was a really unique experience and the, the number of friends I've met through that is brilliant. So those people are inspiring too because they are go-getters and they're like, you know, they, they love the excitement of it all and they're, into, they're so interesting. They're all from these different backgrounds and you hear all their different journeys and stories and we all end up in this kind of same place talking about you know um our jobs our day jobs and we all do it for the same kind of reasons so it's just um it's yeah it's just people generally I, mean, I wouldn't say there's one or two um definite inspirations but my parents certainly were very encouraging fantastic they create the foundation don't they, they do. um and tell me have you been in any you know really interesting films and tv productions then what's been the most exciting one recently Recently, well, of course, like nearly every other person in Northern Ireland, I've been in Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> Not seen very much, but um, yeah, my, my actually, I have a funny story about that. I was in the face scene um, of the last season, okay, and I was a servant, and I was serving wine to all the main cast, you know, along yeah. the table. And the director says, right, you back up against that wall. And I didn't realise there was like a gas light um, that was, you know, um, obviously on fire. And my hair went on fire and even some of the, the main cast came running over to me because I could smell like <laughs> burning. And everyone just pulled me forward. And thankfully I had my hair up in such a way that I only had to have like the ponytail bit oh. kind of cut off. Um, but yeah, I'm known as the girl whose hair went on fire on the set <laughs> of Game of Thrones. So that's another claim to fame then, Cara. <laughs> fab, fab story. Um, glad that you're all right, though. Oh, yeah. um, I'm sure it was scary for you. So, Cara, it's just been absolutely fabulous um, talking to you and hearing your story. Um, so much going on um, in terms of work and, indeed, your music um, and your extras um, work as well. So, overall, I suppose, over the next 12, 18 months, what's your aspirations? Well, there's lots of things happening um, in Sido and, you know, in the enterprise agencies across Northern Ireland. We've come to a pivotal point where, you know, uh, European funding is ending March 2023. So that completely changes the landscape of startup okay. support in Northern Ireland. And we're currently trying to evolve that with all our stakeholders, you know, be it councils, be it InvestNI, be it all the different, you know, um, organisations that feed into that. So we're trying to design things at the moment that, you know, um, are real relevant support to businesses that will be far and beyond whatever has been before. And that's really exciting. You know? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's all changing there. In terms of Sido, um, we are building six uh, office pods at the moment, um, which are self-contained offices. I suppose post-COVID businesses like to be you know, in their own little cocoon. And, um, you know, we ha we're we uh, planning more additional uh, workspace to rent as well in terms of industrial workspace. So that that's really important because 
there really is nowhere for businesses to 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 root their business and grow and develop especially i mean it's easier for startup businesses that maybe only have one or two staff but if they want to expand there's mm-hmm. a lack of premises right okay. across the board so that's key for us at, and it is for the all the other agencies as well um but very encouraging that you know our occupancy across Northern Ireland is pretty much a hundred percent. So that's really encouraging mm-hmm. that businesses are still starting up and they're still, um, you know, I wouldn't say growing as quickly as they would have without the pandemic and without Brexit and without this cost of living crisis. But generally speaking, you know, it's quite positive, but difficult. Twelve months yeah. ahead, I think you know, with interest rates and all different things. So um, it's exciting that we're expanding um, at at Sido, as I know other agencies are. Um, we've got some fabulous new programs. Um, we have uh, free monthly workshops as well, which we run, and you were very kind enough <laughs> to do one of those for us, Belinda. Thank you. Um, and uh, you know, there's just a lot of activity. I never actually thought that our innovation centre during the pandemic. It was, you know, it was quiet and everyone was working from home. And I thought, we're never going to get this vibrancy back and this excitement and this buzz. But thankfully, you know, it's back. It's like back to normal, which is fantastic. Yeah. So I'm so glad to see. Um, so, yeah, um, you know, infrastructurally, uh, we're developing and more programs, new programs. It's all very exciting. And, you know, it is a, t- a difficult time, but these are the times where there's opportunities for yeah. change. And we really need to, to grasp that and move forward. Fantastic, fantastic. Um, and it's a brilliant facility and you're right, you know, I, I love doing the workshop um, last week and I think that's wonderful that you're offering all of those extra services to, to businesses, you know. Yeah. Um, it's really, really important and I think it's lovely, you know, to get back out again and network and meet people and talk to people and, and we all need that that's the human thing. interaction. You the peer-to-peer support, you need the community yeah. and it really, really helps, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So for listeners, um, if they want to get in contact with you, Cara or Sido, or indeed tap into your music how do they do that well you can contact me at sido um on my email uh cara.dalat at sido.co.uk um we have a website also sido.co.uk and if (laughs) if you really want to listen to my music (laughs) which i'm sure you don't the singles out on friday this friday on um spotify itunes bandcamp uh youtube all the usual kind of uh you know, platforms. Fabulous, <laughs> fabulous. What's it called again? Um, it's called Parole, and mm-hmm. I go under the name Cara Doc, because that's uh, perfect. My dad's called Doc, and okay. I'm just oh, love it, love <laughs> it. Cara, it has been an absolute pleasure. Um, really interesting story, really inspiring story, and thank you for taking the time to share that with me on the Be Inspired to Be podcast. And I wish you all the luck in the world um, for all of the future things that you've planned thank you so much Linda thank you so much for listening to the Be Inspired to Be Inspiring Stories podcast I do hope that you've enjoyed the episode please feel free to subscribe to my podcast to be notified when the next episode is aired you can follow me across all of the social media platforms just search for Be Inspired to Be or indeed you can visit my website www.beinspiredtobe.com